Hello and welcome to another Armenian Women Empowerment. Thank you so much for listening to me and all the nice messages I get. So wonderful to hear that I am somehow affecting change in your life in a positive way. Sometimes I get messages on Instagram that are so heartwarming and they really fill me with so much joy to keep on podcasting because I know someone is getting uh, good use out of the messages that I talk about and I know that it's a very vulnerable thing for me to do to share my life to share my um, my you know my past with you and my present and future moving forward it's it's a really vulnerable thing to do because I'm not just sitting here talking about uh, the weather we're talking about really serious issues going on in the Armenian community today with regard to feminism and how to uplift and encourage and empower the Armenian women in our lives. It's it's not a topic that's talked about a lot. It's kind of like, I feel like there are two topics that Armenians don't like to talk about. Oh, excuse me. Um, one is money. Nobody likes to really talk about money. And um, the other is abuse. No one likes to talk about that. I know that it wasn't talked about in my family growing up and uh, the you know the minor abuse that was there or you know the the, the uh, you know I call it female female disparaging and bantering against all of that was kept quiet and secret and these topics are still largely kept quiet and secret it makes me wonder if that's why some Armenians don't like the Kardashians because this, the Kardashian sisters are very open and honest about their lives. Privileged or not, whatever you think of them or not, they are very open. They are moving, door, they're opening doors for Armenians every day to push forward and ahead. I think that back in the day when I was growing up, it was Cher. Cher was out there and in the open and you know sharing her life with us on TV you know once a week with her programs with her then husband Sonny Bono and her children even and it's a vulnerable thing to do but as an Armenian woman I feel like that is so necessary because eventually it leads to two things being open and honest and vulnerable and, and, and being in your truth leads to two things. Le number one, it relieves you of the stress of carrying all of that weight um, that you have carried and sustained. And number two, it helps keep the Armenian community thriving and alive and our survival depends upon it. And, um, you know, my examples that I just gave you with Cher and, uh, and um, uh, the Kardashians, they've certainly put Armenia on the map in so many ways. I'm not saying that other people 
haven't helped to do that. Uh, but there, you know, there there has been some controversy about how um, how other other people, namely men, have managed to um, get Armenia's word out, so to speak, and and put things out there. And now there's just no excuse for us to you know to um, hold it all in there's really no excuse for Armenian women today not to be make that bold step forward and and be yourself be who you were meant to be carry your golden thread that's inside of you and now share it with the world whatever that thread may be whatever that possibility and talent and wondrous thing you carry inside of you now's the time to be open about that it's not amot it's not amot to talk about money and it's not amot to talk about abuse and um, you know for years and years I was victim of emotional abuse it was really really bad I mean I didn't even know I was being emotionally abused it was to the point where you know I would have to constantly look at what's going on around me and say what the hell how did I get here and how do I get out of it and I just didn't know I honestly didn't know and it didn't help that my ex was hoovering around and drawing me back into his web because you know that's what uh you know that's what abusers do they try to hang on to their one commodity that is so frightened to leave and they try to hang on to someone who will you know cook and feed and uh, take care of their minuscule life things like phone calls and uh, you know managing managing household daily adventures child care all of it you know it was his way of keeping me uh, keeping me afloat uh, in 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 a very very bad marriage that even he might have known that he was taking total advantage of and um, you know piercing with knives every day he maybe he even knew that I don't know what you know I'm, I'm not inside of the, I'm not an expert on narcissism but I totally understand what it is now I'm learning I'm getting better at that while I continue to move forward and recover myself and so um, uh, I came across this uh, this thing on Instagram and um, it was, uh, I think, posted by the Armenian Mental Health Association. And it was interesting. It says that uh, mental health um, is, so basically, mental health has to do with the, available, uh, the availability and access to mental health services, number one. Racial inequity and discrimination, education, housing, distribution of resources, jobs, climate change, health care, health insurance, civil rights, socioeconomic status, 
physical health, pandemics and natural disasters. Whoa, we're getting really good at knowing what those are, right? Especially in California with all of our fires going on during this pandemic. Uh, intergenerational trauma, a political decision, laws, media news, and much more. And I, and I added the much more. I added one more to that. One more thing that affects Armenians' mental health is being in an abusive family, an abusive relationship, an abusive marriage, an abusive partnership, or even an abusive uh, career. Uh, you know, maybe you are working for a boss that is emotionally abusing you, emotionally, financially, familially, and you know that I experienced all three of those. And uh, the familial abuse, especially, wow, just being perpetuated by, you know, it's, it's like whoever your partner is or whoever your family member is that's emotionally abusing you, it's perpetuated by a family member that says, well, that really is your fault. Well, yes, you really did do that. Oh, I'm always going to back up my son or my, you know, brother or whoever it is. I'm always going to back up the man. What you did as a female was wrong, was amot. That affects our mental health too. That affects our mental health negatively. And it takes so much time to move forward from that. You've got to trust me on this. I'm still moving forward from that. I'm still. It wasn't just, okay, I kicked him out and now that's it. You know, we're done and I'm ready to, you know, go on with my life. It's, it's days, hours, months, weeks, years sometimes. I don't think it's taking me... Uh, as long as I thought, but I still have to remind myself that I'm only three years out. Most recently, um, I've, I've had to uh, replenish a lot of things. It's something I really didn't want to do during this pandemic. Spending money wasn't really the, <laughs> the thing that was on my mind during this pandemic. I want to save money, and I think it's still so important to do that, but I'm definitely spending more wisely since my financial abuse but one of the things that i've had to do is buy a brand new car well okay a, a new used car i've had to do that i had to do that because my car totally conked out on me i mean it was like just this horrific piece of metal that was contributing to climate change and um, needed repair after repair and a gas guzzler. I mean, one of the things I was so appreciative of when we shut down, when, when school shut down and I came home to work was, wow, I don't have to drive around anymore and waste gas. I like spent like maybe $300 a month on gas just driving locally, not even driving that far. Like, you know, those of you who are familiar with Southern California, Pasadena from Glendale to Pasadena, it's not really that far. But when you have an old car that you're driving, which I was, um, you, and, and you know, and it needs a lot of work, they usually just go, somehow things happen with the oil and, you know, it starts leaking oil and it starts, 
I don't know, it was doing this weird thing. I'd turn it on and all this smoke, this billowing cloud of smoke would just pour out of the exhaust. And dude, my son was like, mom, that looks like a pretty dark cloud of smoke. I'm like, yeah, no, let's kind of ignore it and hope it goes away. <laughs> there was a lot of that going on. Um, but yeah, the gas tank somehow, I don't know what happens to it. It burns gas faster. And I was definitely making a car payment every month on that car. And so finally it just conked out. Finally, it wasn't going to pass the smog and it wasn't doing very well mechanically. And I got an estimate that was like $3,000 worth of work. And I'm like, you know what? I've hung on to this for a long time. I did good. I saved my pennies. You know, I, I had this car that was just own free and clear. I did the right thing by going out and getting a new car. But because I was financially abused for so many years, because I had that limiting belief in myself, I was constantly told that I was bad with money, bad at math. I mean, he ripped into everything that I, you know, you know, sometimes we poke fun at our, at ourselves and it's all good. You know, we not poke fun, but we kind of like point out things that we, we have weaknesses in and we'd like to, um, you know, we'd like to improve, but it's kind of like a joke. And the running joke's always been with me that, you know, I'm terrible at math. It took me like three times to pass the CBEST in the math and I had to get a tutor for that. Yes, thank you to my colleague, Kathy, I'll never forget you. Um, but yeah, you know, I would share those things with him and kind of joking tongue in cheek about that and trusting in my partner that it wouldn't be smashed into my face later on, but it always was. He would always bring it up. Like if something happened when, um, you know, when, you know, it, in fact, it's, it's, it's my, it's my ex that was bad with money. He's the one who got us into all of our messes, but somehow he convinced me that it was me. Somehow he turned it around and brought up all those negatives about me and shoved them down my throat in argument. And in times of crisis where you're just like, you don't, you're at your wits end and you don't know what to do with uh, a situation. And somehow he made those situations 10 times worse. So let me be the first to, to tell you that you're not alone if that's how you feel about yourself because your abusive, emotionally, financially abusive partner has made you feel worse than you already feel about yourself when it comes to finances or your abilities and talents. It's no wonder that you feel that way. It's no wonder that your mental health is affected because that shit takes a long time to overcome because it's been ingrained in you for so long. Because for me, it was 20 years of hearing that, that stuff about that, that those falses, those false realities that he would instill in me about myself and constantly press me about and you know make me feel horrible and just like cave into myself and I'd be like oh my god I really am bad with money and so even buying this car was so difficult to do 
I was even afraid. I he had me he had me so scared at one point that like I don't know the internet was going to blow up on me one day if people found out how horrible I was with with money. It was really bad. It was really bad. I I had this dark cloud over my head for so long because he financially abused me for so so long. In fact, right now I'm dealing with something that he got me into again and now it's on my credit report and it's totally his fault but it's on my credit report because he would put all of that crap onto my accounts he would he would make the accounts go under that had my name on it that way his accounts would look good or somehow not you know not not get caught by creditors and debtors and stuff like it was weird and um, so I continue to deal with that today, but so I bring, I'm, I'm bringing this up to you to help you understand that this isn't just some kind of hocus pocus, okay? Armenians have issues with women and their ability to succeed. It, it, it's just somewhere ingrained in the Armenian man to think that we are weaker in this regard and we absolutely are not. Many of us, in fact, are very, very successful and good with our money. Many of us are great money managers. In fact, just being a teacher, I know that from now on, if I ever need financial advice, I'm going to go to a teacher. Teachers are great at managing their money. They have to be. They have to be. Getting paid only once a month and sometimes only 10 months out of the year, sometimes worse, depending on the district you're, you're in, you could go three months without getting a paycheck. And so teachers are actually some of the best financial advisors. It's something I've thought about a lot. If I didn't have so many other things that I wanted to do, like podcast and help you move out of your situation with your abusive family. It's so important to realize in yourself that you have the wherewithal, but you shouldn't feel bad that you don't feel like you have the wherewithal because if you're still hanging around and you're still giving your abusers more fuel by staying on and listening to that crap you will take a longer time to recover trust me trust me on that i should not have even waited three years to buy this car and to buy a car in a pandemic wow i'm really proud of myself that i also managed to secure a savings um, an emergency fund and I'm so proud of myself for building up my credit and really taking care of business and paying things on time. And I mean, you don't understand. If you don't understand what financial abuse is, let me tell you, it is real, okay? It starts from having something or you think you have something, there's some ethereal money going on out there to your abuser taking it and abusing the money and stealing your money 
and telling you you have things when you don't and lying about where money goes and never talking to you about your accounts, making you feel like you're going to, you know, I don't know, going to go to jail because of the decisions you made. Um, they, 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 a, a financial abuser sends you in a tailspin running around um, the neighborhood and stores trying to like buy out every single last piece of crap that you can because they tell you that that's what you need to do to be better to look better to show off um, and uh, you know and equally somehow they talk you into making you feel like spending all of your money unless you're not giving it to them they also want you to give it to them of course right but like that's how I was led to feel like I had to spend all my money to prove something to prove my worth or I had to spend it all on him which I did to prove my worth I mean it was a never-ending you know bad cycle a rat spinning in a wheel running 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 in circles you know never seeing an end in sight never thinking about the future and always being reminded of your sordid past always being reminded that you're bad with money this money management and financial financial abuse stuff that happens in marriages in Armenian marriages is so common I can't even tell you I get messages from you and um, and I hear on other people's podcasts all the time and they get messages I listen to a lot of financial podcasts and let me tell you many many women not just Armenian women but many women are financially abused but for my purposes I'm talking to you Armenian woman to Armenian woman you got to stop that shit in its tracks and you've got to get a hold of yourself because I know how it feels because I know how bad it is for you and and because of my abuse because of all of that emotional financial abuse it 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 it, it bore down on me like like an anvil on my head that made me think that I could not possibly move forward and buy myself a car a much needed vehicle to take myself and my son to places even in a pandemic because everybody knows when you live in California you need a car it is very difficult to live without a car here but I'm not trying to make excuses for me buying one. I'm just telling you that it was such an anvil on my head to think that I could even do this, afford it, much less, much less uh, do the transaction and the negotiations and the, and, and, you know, and not feeling bad about like, I mean, he would make me feel bad about not, um, you know, doing the right thing with money, making me feel bad about not negotiating, haggling. He always made me feel bad about not getting a better price. Nothing was ever satisfactory in his mind against me. And that was purposeful. 
It was a purposeful event that he pushed on me and it lasted many, many years. It lasted many, many years. I'm still moving out of the fog. I still had to think on it and journal it. I actually wrote myself notes before I bought that car. I wrote myself notes and put it all over my old car. And the notes were like, you've got this, you can do this. This is, you know, it, it's, it's an abomination that you're driving around this unsafe vehicle that's about to conk out and actually did conk out. It is unsafe for you and you need to get out of this. You can do this. You've got the wherewithal. You're a good money manager and screw whatever he told you. Just screw it. It's three years now, Jackie. Three years out. You've got this. So it took a lot of that to pull myself out of the muck and buy this car and remember all of the times that my own mom was financially abused in so many ways, um, given an allowance to draw from. This is, you know, this is also a horrible situation for some women to be in with the allowance. I was also given an allowance. You kind of think it, it, it perpetuates itself in Armenian families because you think, okay, that's how I was raised. That's how my mom did it. It must be the right way, you know, and the whole, um, the whole thing about, oh, always keep money for yourself. Yeah, always keep money for yourself. That is a good, good piece of advice. But not just keep money for yourself. You need to invest in yourself. That's the advice I would change right there. Not just keep some money on a shelf for a rainy day and, you know, the typical 1950s wife pulling out all of this money that she saved because she scrimped and saved and didn't invest in herself and say, here, honey, look at how much money I saved. Isn't this great? Now we can buy that whatever it is that you wanted to buy, right? Because I saved all this money. Well, that just shows you're a good saver, but it shouldn't stay on a shelf. It shouldn't be sitting inside of your closet, unless it's emergency money, I get that, but like it shouldn't be sitting on a shelf, not being invested, not being uh, banked and spent wisely and um, growing, compounding interest daily because your Armenian life matters, because your Armenian empowerment your Armenian woman empowerment is going to happen and needs to happen. Money can empower us too. Emotional wellness can empower us. Health, mental health can empower us. And money can empower us even further and give us the choices and the means for which to move forward with our goals, with our plans, with our talents. We have so many talents to offer this world. And, you know, and if you were told that your talents aren't good enough, well, that's just, 
emotional abuse. And if you were told that your talents won't make you money, won't, 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 won't be recognized monetarily, well, that's financial abuse. You don't think that that affects us in some way? You don't think that that affects our mental health? It absolutely does. It absolutely does. And we need to maintain our mental health. We need to nourish it and realize that we are worthy of financial wellness, emotional wellness. We are worthy of these things because we are empowered Armenian women who are going to affect so much positive change in our communities, in our families, in our children, and beyond. I have a lot more to talk about this subject, but for now, I wanted to leave this here with you. And I want you to understand that each and every day that you try to empower yourself, whether it's emotionally or financially or familially, you are doing the best service you can do for your mental health. I'm proud of all of you and thanks so much for the nice messages again. I read them. I love them. They fill me up. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's September 27th and I was just about to push out another podcast for you and then boom, this morning I get the news that once again, Azeri aggressors have attacked Armenia and now we're in martial law out there. It's a really chaotic mess and I am really praying for our soldiers. And what really struck me the most sincerely and painfully was the news that a mother and child were killed in their small, humble home. If you even want to call, I mean, we're here in America and those aren't homes to me when I see those pictures of the villages, deep villages of Armenia, but they are home and they are stability to many civilians living there many innocent civilians living there. And to hear the news about this humble home being attacked and a mother and her child being killed, I'm telling you, as an Armenian woman empowerer, tell me this doesn't set us back in our goals for bringing women up and out and into the forefront of Armenian lives. Tell me this doesn't set us back because I am absolutely beside myself with this. I mean, ultimately, the Turks just want to obliterate us and go forward with their plans of pan-Turkism, which is just ridiculous. 
Like the only time we should ever see the word pan in front of something is with COVID-19 and a world pandemic, right? I don't want to see pan-Turkism, seriously? What the hell is their problem? What is Erdogan on? Erdogan, Erdogan, wh however you pronounce his, his name. I don't, I, don't, I don't really care. It's not like he makes much of an effort to pronounce our names. Unbelievable, unbelievable mess we're in once again in Artsakh. This is going to be the second time this summer that we've been attacked by them. And I'm just beside myself with this news of an Armenian mother and child dead for no reason. What did they do? Can I ask, what did they do? I'm almost beginning to think that the reason why women and children are attacked is because it is a direct message of dominance. That is a direct message from Turkey, that they don't give a rat's ass who they hurt and who they plunder, and especially an Armenian woman and child, well, that's attacking your fertility, isn't it? Isn't that attacking your country's fertility? Isn't that what they tried to do with the Armenian genocide and just kill off all of the strong men and leave the vulnerable women and children in their wake? I mean, and yes, this is a different time, but we also have some very third world villages in Artsakh and the Armenian woman has a very, very big job for survival anyway. I mean, I saw this shack just looking at it and my friend had a positive take on it and, you know, pointed out that there uh, was a, um, a, a symbol of Christianity, a picture, it was a picture, I think, of Jesus Christ. And just seeing that picture and realizing that these are people of faith. A long, long time Christian faith. And they're not only attacked, their humble home is destroyed by this and they're dead. But there's the picture of their faith. Armenian women always have a strong faith and faith will definitely pull us through. I'm asking everybody to seek deep within their faith, whatever your faith may be. There are many religions out there <laughs> that have a strong faith. Please use your faith today to pray and pray for the Armenian woman to pull forward and out of this mess. Pray for the angry, aggressive Turk to calm the hell down and leave us the hell alone and get back to the business of rebuilding and living and 
surviving as Armenians know how to do so, so well. I hope you have a great empowered Sunday. Thank you for listening to this message and do everything you can to pray for Armenian women, empowered or not, in Artsakh right now. Thank you. Bye.